fueling your passion. All right, we ready to rock. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Instincts Pond. Kaz, guess who I got in the building? Mr. Keith Lewis. Keith, you do so many things, man. Yes, sir. I, I got it, man. I'm, I'm telling you, man, when I first met you, we talk about historically how we came together, yeah, yeah. man. But when I first met you, I knew you were deep, but now like really getting to know you, I didn't know you were as deep as you are. And mm. I got to say, I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud yeah, of what nah, you've accomplished. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm, it's my honor to have you on the show. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was playing background. I met you with another legendary business person. Absolutely. So, so I was playing background and I was learning, you know. Yeah. I, I was shadowing and mirror, mirroring greatness such as yourself. So I'm excited to be here. Now, I appreciate it, man. So most people don't know this, but those of you who follow the podcast do. We basically take people's tribulations mm -hmm. and turn them into celebrations. Amen. So I got to start with a tough question. Before yeah. we get to the solution, what's the hardest thing or the biggest challenge you've overcome in yeah. life? Well, I mean, I think the easiest answer is just my parenthood process. You know, um, I've been to prison from trying to become an entrepreneur as a young man, selling marijuana, which is now legal. Mm -hmm. Shout out to our cannabis partners. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the hardest thing was going through divorce, mm. you know. So I've been shot at, I've been incarcerated, I've been put out of public school, which I'm now partnered with, and I know we'll get into all that. Yeah. But I've been through so much. Man, did you so, say shot at or shot? No, I've been shot twice, once in my chest and once in my back. Wow. And, and it's funny, two years ago, the, one of the bullets came out here. I thought it was a tumor. Wow. And I don't want to jump too far ahead of no, you. No, but no, I, no, I thought it was a tumor because it started protruding. Yeah. And when people would shake my hand and say, hey, Keith, and they tap my arm, I'm like, God, what is this? So I finally would get it removed. And I remember the nurses telling me, they was like, in that morning, you know, this is when I'm going through my whole revitalization process. So I'm going yeah. to the doctor. I'm about to be 40. So I'm, I'm getting, getting everything. Getting everything straight. Man, getting everything. And I all did the same thing. And the doctor, the nurse said, why are you getting this little thing removed? So I'm like, Ma'am, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I've been shot twice. <laughs> I can tolerate pain. Right. But this I'm not going to tolerate because I learned pain, it increases or, de or decreases based off of your sensitivity, right? Right, that's right. So go ahead. No, no, so, okay, man, it's, it's funny. You took me right yeah. to the store. We're, we're going to back up a little bit there. But let me ask you, so... Shot how many years? Just to teach the kids this. Yeah. Shot years ago, but yeah. to this day, but it didn't. It, it, it came out. In you. Yeah. No, nah, that's that's great education because I was shot in '99 at 19, which is why I'm so passionate about mentoring those boys. Right. Because that 12 through 22 is so critical. But I was 19 and 21. I got shot twice before 22. Get out. So before 22, I was shot twice and on my way to prison. Right. Which is where my first daughter was born, and I was incarcerated. Man, we're going to get to that. <laughs> now, we're going to get to that. That's powerful, man. Yeah. That's powerful. So let's back up. Let's go to the beginning first. Mm -hmm. You said that three of your challenges, you gave me three good ones. Yeah. Um, but you said fatherhood. Yep. My parenting pathway. Parenting pathway. <laughs> divorce. Yep, divorce. And getting, and go, getting and shot just and going community to community stuff. Know, <laughs> Which now has a different meaning now, right, boy. Right, right. I don't know if we got enough time. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. We need a series of the pond series. Yeah, we you you, you definitely already yeah. you already got the invitation back. Thank you. Let's thank start you. with let's start with this. Where are you from? And how did the street how did the streets get you caught up for a second? Yeah, well I'm from 10, 12 minutes from here. Okay. So, you know, we're all by the airport in Atlanta, Georgia, of course. And um, I'm from, I grew up in the city, um, which is now called Metropolitan Parkway. Yep. It used to be Stewart Avenue Stewart back in the day. Absolutely. So, you know, I stayed behind the world-famous Purple Onion before we was famous <laughs> for the other strip club. That's old Atlanta, you know. If you was born before 
after the 80s, you don't know about this. But purple onion. Purple onion, man. I grew up in Ferguson Woods. <laughs> went to Ferguson Elementary. Then in 95, we moved over here on Washington Road okay. into what's a suburban area. But as you know, the suburbs in the inner city is different. They clash. Because you they clash. Because yeah. you two you you're less than two minutes away from the inner city trauma. Right. That's right. But you're still next door to the old grandmothers who's been around there since the sixties. That's right. That's so it's right. a unique blend, yeah. So Washington Road raised me College Park area and got caught up just because I wanted some money, you know. Mm -hmm. I didn't want I didn't like school. You know what I mean? Okay. I was smart as heck. Always a great student. In the magnet program, in the academy at Mays. Okay. But it's just their way of teaching didn't fit with me. Yeah. So that's why I, I re I'm restructuring the curriculums now, right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> and it's crazy because we're gonna get to how you went from being in the streets to now restructuring re uh, the streets. But yeah, what is it about that allure? Like, in other words, let me ask you this: People know the dangers. Yeah. People see <laughs> people get incarcerated. I'm sure you saw yeah. what happens to individuals in the game. Yeah. What is it about? that lifestyle that young people need to understand the 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 glamour is not worth the outcome yeah what is it what, what is it that yeah. in other words we're willing to we're willing to still risk it all to try it knowing that mm -hmm. outcome what is it that made you yeah. still go into it knowing better yeah. i mean i think when you said um what, why do you take that risk when you know the reward isn't greater I think that's the first thing. We have to, you know, let our young black men know that at the end of the day, the reward isn't as good as the risk. Mm -hmm. Because when, when you're hopeless, it doesn't, you don't know, you can't really see. Like those communities clash, so does that perception. Right. So when you're hopeless, you know what I'm saying, this water can look clear blue if you're a positive person or a negative person. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. It can look either way, it's in your perception. So I just think... The, the, and, the, you know, as I was talking, as I'm talking to you, as you're asking the questions, I'm seeing you teaching in front of spaces that I've seen you <laughs> teach. Okay. And I've seen how your energy just fires up rooms, right? right? And I'm known to do the same thing. Yeah. I haven't got the speaking, but in the one-on-one -on -one engagement, and that's why I work best with be, these boys. I'm not the one that's going to be calling them out in no big conference, talking about some, you have the best in you. I'm the man that's going to pull you to the side. Bro, mm. what's going on with you? Mm. Come on, let me take you out to eat. Mm. Let me take you to this event. You know, I'm the person that invites the young men into my home. Gotcha. And I was just raised like that, you know. So the lure, I think, comes from your perception being jaded. The reality mm. now becomes more, I guess, obvious as you gain more and you can, lose, you can lose more. Because when we grow up with nothing, that's the same answer for everybody from Tupac to whoever. Mm. I came in this world with nothing, I can die with nothing, it don't matter. But we've been totally re-educated on that one, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Because that's generational wealth and we didn't know that. So I think just giving people some value to their lives is the main answer, you know? So what was the turning point, right? So you get money, at some point you decide that you don't want to make money that way anymore. Yeah. What happened? What was the? I tell people, IDE means death, mm. right? Suicide, pesticide, herbicide, genocide. Mm. Anytime you hear IDE, that means death. So to decide is to make a decision mm. to kill the OU. What mm. happened that made you say this is no more? Was it the yeah. shooting incident? Was it jail? Was it just a decision consciously? Yeah, I, I would just say probably my children. Honestly, there it is. Because I I never really. I don't think I really understood my power. And people tell me this to this day. I think that's something people are always going to tell you because when you're roaring with it, it's like you never are reaching your, your limit for real. You know gotcha. what I mean? Gotcha. So I think for me, my turning point 
it was a series, you know, just like you said, do we have enough time to discuss? It was just a series of pivots, you know. That's why I asked you the question up there before we started was, how many pivots do you think you went through? Because, yeah. you yeah. know, you're That's someone that I've, I've definitely observed your career path to what I knew, like you said, and admired the resiliency. You mm. know what I mean? Mm. Like, that's what I focus on. Worldly possessions never really mattered to me because I was the type of person, I was a street philanthropist. I would give away drugs, parties. <laughs> I'm giving it away because I didn't care about anything but seeing someone do what you just did. Mm. I just want to see people laugh and smile. That's crazy. People talk to me all the time, and they say, why are you so happy? I said, bro, because I literally was put out of school, and I'm now writing a curriculum. That's crazy. For the kids. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Yeah. So it's like, God, so for me to answer the question clearly, you know, for people watching, my turning point was totally ongoing process. So what I tell people all the time is, you know, changing is, is inevitable, and um, growth requires extreme discipline and isolation, isolation right? Mm. So, you know, I just think when our young men realize that they don't have to go to prison to be isolated from the world's noise, then I think we'll change things, you know. And I got those goosebumps that I get when I yeah. know that's, that's something that only God could have put in me, you know what I mean? That's heavy. So we got to just change what that isolation looks like. Yeah. Say it again. We don't have to go to prison to experience that isolation and that calm from mm. that we get right here. Right here. You know what I'm saying? Man. Because this can be a young man's escape from ever having to go to prison, honestly. Absolutely. Just to be able to get out here and feel the rocks as you're driving down, down here. Right. Those, those <laughs> rocks, that turbulence lets you know that this is unperfect terrain that only God can maintain. You know what I'm saying? Man, come on, bro. Come yeah. on, man. So, a series of events. So, yeah. Series. You said your initial response, though, was your children. Yeah, initially. Having, having a little one just made yeah. you say, well, I mean, what? Because like, my daughter, so my, my oldest, my 18-year-old, um, she's entering her, her senior year, or well, she's midway through, and she's me, bro. Like, she embodies my whole being. Mm. My son, he's his mother. He's listener. He's very meek, you know. Mm, mm, mm. He's strong, but he's meek. But yeah, but my daughter, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we did. <laughs> David, we come, we gonna be calling you soon. as This is over, David. <laughs> but you know, like, bro, to to know that my daughter was born while I was incarcerated. First of all, I only did a year, so I didn't do time time. I mean, okay. you know, like you mentioned, the brother did twenty five years. Understood. And my part of my success now, people say, Keith, why do you even mention that? Which a lot of times I don't, but I realized that was hiding who. I was. Absolutely. Because that was a disservice. But my children, when that man, that white man had to come and tell me, Lou is 60, and I go to the gate, and he say, call home. For those of you who have been in prison, you don't get calls in prison. You only call out. You call out. So for them to call in, I knew that my child was one because I was expecting her. So for that's and I talk about that in my book, actually. Now, see, people aren't really shamelessly dropping stuff. You're really just going through your process, that's right. right? That's right. I think because Kevin Hart said it best. Like, your whole life is a book. It's a book. And each one has a chapter. Yeah, each yeah. one has a chapter. That wasn't the like, end of your book. Hey, man, when I go through my most traumatic stuff now, I literally say, you don't been through all this before. Right. You don't seen all this. And I realized once I started really serving, once a person has seen death, they don't have the same fears or inhibitions that that person who's still living on the edge over there. So you feel like you, you saw death with that window? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, I mean, starting in the inner city. I mean, oh, the, the, seen, I, what did you say, what the you genocide around yeah, us yeah, and, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, seen that, yeah. I've seen that where people just literally are born to die in poverty, mm-hmm. you know. So I would say, you know, the series of events and then my child, because 
the, all those events just seems like stuff that happened, man. Yeah. It just seemed like part of it. Yeah. So when people like, do you know this boy got shot twice? He's got two babies. He's this. Like, all that stuff seems no different than you saying, I got a Chamber of Commerce meeting tonight. I got to go to my <laughs> church board meeting. <laughs> right. I got to go to sorority meeting. And we have a soiree and a tea party tomorrow afternoon. Mm. It's just what you were exposed to. So these young people aren't at fault, but they must be exposed and educated to something different. Something different. That's right. So I just think the series and my child knowing that I owe the responsibility to not only her, but other kids just like her. So, yeah. take, so take me there. Key 60. And I want, I want people well, listening to see. <laughs> that's funny. That's, that's what that's I talk about to myself yeah, all the that, time. That shit, you're a number in it. Yeah, you're like, yeah. You're like a number. You yeah. really are a number. Key 60, mm -hmm. you got a phone call. You knew what it was, but you can't touch her you can't hold yeah. her you can't what, what was that feeling like you can't Man. grab her you can't she i mean i i would say it was the most um deeply rooting pain i'd ever felt because mm. as we talked further in our, our conversation um when we went through getting that funding which we'll talk about my daughter was pulled out of my house my daughter and my son from my ex-wife oh wow and a tpl was placed on me no and for those who don't know, a TPO is temporary protective order. Temporary protective order. So while I'm literally being heralded by the city for feeding during the pandemic, I can't touch my child either at this time. And now as a 40-year-old man, I literally saw slave masters taking my children. Get out. Like literally I can hear shackles, you know what I'm saying? Like Because I'm a brander, so I literally see color and I hear sounds. I mean, I see sounds and I hear color. You That's know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I literally would see that. But at 22, when my daughter was born, these are 19 years in apart. Okay. These are the different isolation feelings I felt. At 22, I just felt like a failure, man. You know, I have a friend that posted, he was actually trying to rent a car from me because, you know, that's one of my other side businesses mm -hmm. with the car rentals. Mm -hmm. He was texting me saying he needed to rent a car. He had sent me his license and everything, his insurance. And then he stopped responding, and I saw a post where he said, man, I don't blew so much money this year. I can't do sh right. I can't even mm -hmm. buy my kids anything for Christmas. I think I'm about to commit suicide. And then he, he posted he it. public with it? Public. He erased all his posts and left this one up. And then in his story said, I'm about to call, commit suicide. Y'all can call me weak or whatever. So I, I finally got in touch with his people today. He broke his phone was over there and, and doing whatever he was doing. Y'all had an intervention? Yeah, well, I didn't get to see him. He probably got intervened with some of the same things that caused the toxic thought processes. I, I would use my common sense from knowing what goes on around here. Right. I called him, and he called me and he said, so the, the reason I'm telling you guys this story is because men are battling so much with this mental health. Mm. You know, there was another story this weekend that went viral yesterday. A brother in Baltimore killed his ex-wife, his girlfriend, and himself all because the ex-wife is trying to keep him away from the children. So, you know, for me, at 22, I just felt like how my brother felt yesterday, talking about he can't even buy his kids nothing. Because at 41, I'm like, I don't give a about that. Right, absolutely. I'm about to pour into my child. Right. I don't care right. about it nothing. Ain't, it ain't got to come tell It ain't got yeah. nothing to do with materialistics, man. Right. It's right. about my legacy that I'm pouring into their veins that's already there. Right. But at 41, you can know that at 22 you don't so for me i would say your question was specifically how did it feel when you couldn't touch her or yeah her or, yeah failure right just failure and i remember my my brother and my mother and father having to go in my place to see her and that's who they've been for me my whole life mm. 
So to me, family is so important because, you know, and that's the part when my tears get going because right. without my mom and dad, none of this happens with me. So for my children, there is nothing that could ever happen that'll make me not be there for them. Now we we got to get back. We got to get back to the shock yeah. that you felt at 41. Because I want yeah. I don't want to make sure people draw the correct yeah. parallel. Yeah. But this is about turning tribulations into celebrations. Yes. So yeah. now you get out. Stop. Don't kill me. We're gonna resume the episode, but I gotta pay some bills. You want the show to stick around, right? Listen, this segment was sponsored by Monetize Your Message. That's where I show you how to turn life's tribulations into celebrations. Let's face it, we've all been through some stuff. Some very traumatic, but the difference is you're making your life, which is the asset, become an investment, which is your story. And we take that story and turn it into a message and we help people who've been through similar situations. Visit howtomonetizeyourmessage.com because your story belongs to you, but your message belongs to the world. Now enjoy the remainder of this episode. And she's, yeah. how old is she? Is she still less than one? Yeah, she was out? less than one. Talk to me about that first embrace, that first Man, encounter that, you get to hold. That first embrace was crazy because I remember going down, they, they moved back to Moss Point, Mississippi, where she was from, my ex-wife okay. was from. Okay. So, you know, I come home from prison. First thing my mom and dad do other than buy me some shoes and get me a cell phone, because you got to go back to a baby <laughs> when you come out of prison. Got me my shoes, got my cell phone. And then, you know, going to get your idea, whatever type of stuff you do, then we have to drive down there. And it's me and my dad. Okay. Now, mind you, my dad is someone that's a 20-year educator, retired, and, man, we bumped heads so much because of the same reason I could get into it with my children right now, mm. being alike, mm. you know, mm. being fearful of seeing yourself in them. That's the parent's biggest fear, guys, wow. seeing themselves in your, in your child. Because yeah. now you're like, I'm the sensei. I can keep you from hitting that tree. But it's hard to really communicate it. So when my dad drove me down there, that first part was just, it was spiritual for me and him because we've been through so much. Mm -hmm. I mean, so much, you know, negativity. And for him to take me without my mom, without my brother, just me and him, to go see I was him. like, he got me. Mm. So we go down there, and I remember I told my ex-wife mom I wanted this pack of Newports because I used to smoke. Okay. Smoked half of it and threw it away. I said, I can't come back out here doing this thing stuff. Wow. I said, you got a baby. You got this beautiful baby. Mm. And even at, at three months old, she had a head full of hair. Mm. So as I'm looking at this baby, as you know, as a father, that first time holding your child is like, man, it makes it makes me feel bad for ever telling her no. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, it's hard, it's hard to, they get everything they want. And if they want, because that's the battle that I struggle now because I'm not in the household with them, mm. overcompensating. Mm. And because I have been blessed to be able to give them a lot, you know what I mean? Right. I don't mean physical stuff that costs money. Right. I have a, a limitless social equity out here. That's right. That has nothing social to do equity. with my human capital. It's human capital is what mm -hmm. they call it, the system. Mm -hmm. And it has nothing to do with my Federal Reserve money, you know? Right, absolutely. And my children just are able to benefit from so much. They both work right now because I was able to bless them with a job through my relationships, through another man whose wife is on the board with me, and just see that all I care about is them children. Wow. And it ain't just mine because I have to a lot of times talk to my friends like it ain't just about your kids, bro. One of my friends told me, my, I got to worry about my own village. My job ain't out here to be saving everybody else at risk you. I said, I said, bro, I said, that's just the un, un, that's the untruth, basically. Mm -hmm. It ain't even mm -hmm. no deep word. It's mm -hmm. the untruth. Mm -hmm. I said, bro, you think your child ain't at risk you? 
Mm-hmm. When you live in South Fulton, yeah, absolutely, man, it's crime absolutely. all over this place. Absolutely. <laughs> so absolutely. I just think we have to really just understand what's valuable to us and my child, my children. I got three now. Yeah, yeah. So before we got it, we got to get to passion checks. We got to get to I'm a father first. But I want people to understand how powerful those yeah, things them are based on where you've been. <laughs> yeah. What you said? You mentioned divorce. And yeah. you mentioned, I want to make sure people understand when you said you witnessed the children get taken away. Yeah. And that was in your 40s. Yeah. That, so how, yeah, that was you, 39. Explain yeah. that, that narrative, taken away, like, into the system or taken away from her to No, yeah, yeah. Just, um, you know, yeah, once we got the funding and things, um, you know, and, we, and like I said, we'll talk about that, but we received over a million dollars in funding. As you know, a million dollars just sounds so large to people. Right, it does. You know, yeah. But it's so far from large, you know what I'm saying? It's not, as, it's not as much as people think, and it's not as hard to achieve as people yeah, think. Yeah, it's not as hard to achieve as really people think. And right. then it's like I saw a dude had a quote the other day. He said, I did my first million six times. I hope that don't go over your head. I loved it. Because that means he kept that humility each time. Mm-hmm. This is my first million. Mm-hmm. So we got our first million-dollar donation, and it changed everything because, again, we're in the inner city. Nobody really has anything. So when you're around people who have, they start pouring in harder. Mm-hmm. Like now mm-hmm. I got a different network, so they mm-hmm. pour in. Mm-hmm. But when I got that donation, man, it just looked like I was the man to people around me. Okay. And it's like, bro, you still missing it. It's him. Gotcha. Like I met a person yesterday that said, I am Keith Lewis, and they was like, hi. And then they was like, oh, that's Keith, Father First. It's like, oh, Father First. Gotcha, gotcha. It's and the, I was like, perfect. The brand, yeah, you, I would you, rather you know this than know me. That's right. Because I'm just a vessel. Right. So it's like, for me, man, look, and then when I think about stuff, my mind slipped. The question again. No, that's okay. That's okay. I'm just letting you roll. I'm going to bring you back to Yeah, it. yeah, you got to yeah, bring yeah, me back. Yeah, you're in your 40s, and you said that you yeah. watched the, your daughter possibly okay. get taken away, but somehow you connected that to the million-dollar donation. Right. So oh, yeah. you got to remember, people don't really understand. Your, your nonprofit heart, is yeah. I'm a Father First. Yeah, it's I'm a Father First. You got yeah. some serious sponsorships yes. and donations. In 2020 for the pandemic, yeah. Now, now tied to divorce, because this happened recently. Yeah, it, yeah. Sure so the divorce was... Her on blast, so yeah, you know yeah, definitely. It's about the child and how you've overcome that. What happened? Yeah, no, and it, and it's crazy when you ask that because you, you're right. It has nothing to do with my ex-wife. Exactly. Yeah. This is totally about me. Right. You know, the divorce was 2011 or 2012. Okay. So it's been nine years now. Okay. No interaction with her other than just being a co-parent. Gotcha. But what I notice is the same way my brain jumps and tries to connect everything, <laughs> I try to connect to everybody. Gotcha. And, and everything ain't for everybody. Gotcha. So what I learned is, you know, so my, my, when we got the donation, we hired. My dad was a driver. My brother handled all the branding. My best friend's the co-founder, so he was doing the operations. My mother was doing the admin. My kids were even making money doing admin work. So we provided like 41 jobs out of this donation. And as you know, most people, they somebody got a million dollars, but they bought them a house. Yeah. They got them some cars. Yeah. My before, car was before. blessed okay. from Ford. I didn't buy a new vehicle. And not to toot my own horn, because I definitely wanted to. But honestly, B, it wasn't that much of a thought. Yeah. When I really think back on it, there was never one time I went to a lot and said, let me see what I'm going right quick. Yeah, I got you. Never looked online. I only wanted to provide around my people. So what I say is the difference is at 22, I didn't understand the feeling because I had only had her, you know, when you're speaking specifically about my child, mm-hmm. I had never done anything but hold them. But now at this time, I don't raise them. Mm. I don't drove mm. 10 hours to have to be in their lives, mm. you know, five hours to Mississippi, five hours back. You know, and anyone who knows me, you know, I do everything for my children. Mm. So I think sometimes, man, 
the love that's torn between the two parents, it's just so toxic because of that hurt, bro. Yeah. And that hurt is what can sometimes drive you away from your voice of reasoning. Mm. But honestly, my critical thinking skills is what I focus on with these young boys the most. Because when you can do that, and I got people literally telling me, I'm not going to work with him because of this. I'm not going to work with him because of this. And I'm like, nah, y'all just need to understand different point of views. That's the same thing we have to do in our relationships. Mm. So for me as a, a professional problem solver, I think I can handle the ones inside the house, but they hurt so much more, bro. Wow. They hurt so much more. Wow. <laughs> so how do you, you see those shackles and chains, as you call it? Yeah. How do you get her back? How do you, what am I missing? How do you? Man, the crazy thing up? is, like, literally, I have a TPO right now. Like, mm. I'm not supposed to be speaking on this, but I, it ends next week, and I'm so free right now. Mm. I probably wouldn't have did this because of those analytical skills I just spoke of. I, I wouldn't have did this one month into it. But now, after me just being at peace with God on it, and I gave him that time, man. Mm. My, my grandmother, my grandmother who passed away um, in May or March, March of this year, I remember when I went to see her the Wednesday before she passed. She was down in Fayetteville. She was the first successful woman I really knew. She's not my real grandmother. She just raised me. She owned a daycare in the community that I still serve now. So she's who I get a lot of my backbone from, Miss Smith. And I remember she told me, she said, Andre, she, you know, they called me by my middle name. She said, Andre. <laughs> I didn't know that. She said, um, your daughter's going to come back. She said, that's just what them little pretty light-skinned girls do, because she has, has a beautiful daughter, Jody, that moved to Cali and did her own thing and okay. had to come on back to mama after a while. You know? Okay, I got you. She said, your baby's going to do that, because that's your child. She's going to experience this world. But your son, don't take your hands off of him. Wow. She said, no matter what, don't take your hands off him. So for me, knowing that I just had to pray, bro, because now I've moved to Johns Creek. Mm. 10 minutes away from where me and you met years ago. Yeah, yeah. And I'm surrounded by this beautiful community. I'm happy, but I'm so sad. <laughs> let, let, let's, let's, let's kill the skeptics real quick, because yeah. we got to get into I'm a father first. We got to get into passion checks. Passion checks. Yeah, passion checks, it is. We got to get into the book, I'm a father first and passion checks. Let's talk to the skeptics. You know you got somebody listening saying, how can I talk to somebody or be a part of something but I'm a father first. Yeah, I'm talking to a man who's got a TPO. Let's, yeah. let's kill the skepticism. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, let's kill it right nah, now. How I can mean, we lead the men when they can't even when he can't even yeah. take care of his own house? Let's kill that right yeah. now. Yeah. No, I mean I think it's kind of like you know my boy uh, Andre Dickens just won mayor, right? Absolutely. And I remember during the debate, people was hitting me up like his opponent. You know who I won't say his name, and it was like his opponent just killed him. They said his furniture store went bankrupt. How can he run a city if he can't uh, run his own furniture yeah, store? Yeah. And and and, uh, and Mayor Dickens, I ain't even call him his personal name. Right. Respectfully, he's, he's Mayor Dickens. Absolutely. Salute. He said, Keith, that was part of my path. That was a part of my growth, mm. and I'm very transparent about it. Mm. But the thing about it is, is when everyone around you is getting indicted and locked up and sit in situations because of things that's happening, but you're not. What's going on here? Mm. So the skeptic's gonna ask both sides. So I say that to say because I saw a good friend get persecuted right there. Cause all he was doing was listening, but it made it look like to a skeptic that he was weak because he didn't ran and rave. That's right. And he gave. About yeah, he didn't get emotional. Right. Because he said at the end of the day, my stuff is public records. So I'm just raised from that book that expose yourself before anybody else does it. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Because gotcha. we come from like. 
if I'm already aware of what you're thinking, and uh, you know what I mean, these kids, and they used to roast the fat kid, be like, man, you so fat. Be like, bro, let me talk about me first right. before you <laughs> even get into that. So, so, I mean, a skeptic, I definitely like that other side because it's part of life. But for me, I, I would never want to be led by someone who ain't been fire tested. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, me personally, I would never, like, at 41 years old, with all the knowledge that I've gained from life's trials and tribulations, mm. I would never want to be led by someone traditionally trained but not environmentally accustomed mm. and instinctively savage. Mm. You got to be a savage out here. So what really connects me with the people that I deal with, because we sit down and talk like this and look each other in the eyes and make sure our souls are speaking right. equally with our lips. Gotcha. Because out here gotcha. in the city, you know, people a lot of times running rampant. There's a lot of things that don't really add up. So for me, gotcha. skeptics, I love it because at the end of the day, a black man can. And this black man has went through divorce, being put out of school K through 12 every year. I ain't never fit in a traditional environment. <laughs> so this at 41 ain't Not nothing new. Right. I literally right. was expelled from kindergarten for something that I could have just been mediated on. All right, at that age. So at this time, now we got millions of dollars that get pushed into diversion. Mm. Because finally someone said, we can't just keep Everybody pushing the them out the system. Everybody ain't the same. That's right. So eventually, I think for me and people like myself, people that have been experienced not fitting in. Mm. I think I'm more so, my buddy told me the other day, he said, Keith, you a voice of hope. You need to walk like it. And I'm looking at the phone like, dang, you know, because y'all got to have one or two friends that really yeah, gut you know. check yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. this is a dude that brings sponsors. He, they just sponsored our Christmas stuff, so thank you to him. <laughs> now, look, 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 we keep talking yeah, about yeah, sponsors. Yeah. Let's let the people know. I'm a father first. I'm a right? father first. Let's talk about what it is. Let's talk about the, uh, how successful it's become. Yeah. What's the, what's the initiative? What's the mission? What is it about? How can people get more information? Because you, you keep talking about the checks yeah. they bring, but what's, the, what's yeah. the cause? Man, the cause. The cause is incredible. And it's crazy because in your path, sometimes you can get so comfortable speaking about the finances that are needed because the work I do in my sleep. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. While someone else is partying, I'm doing the work talking to a mother. So the work is mentoring fatherless boys. Okay. Um, we're currently part with Atlanta Public School Systems and the YMCA. So we work with these people. Um, a lot of times, and I use the word partnership loosely because we have MOUs, but it's really about a handshake. Now, what's an MOU? A MOU, a Memorandum of Understanding. Okay, you got it. Because I've had problems. I don't know what it is. Yeah, because <laughs> that, that's in my passion check program, too. Because okay, I've had people who say, why you want an MOU so bad? Well, guys, when you're doing high-level business, you got to be protected. Mm. You got to be able to itemize what each side is doing because we're visionaries. Mm. We're talking about a million and one things right now. Mm. But when you do your business, doing the MOU, so excuse me, back to your question. Back to, back to, um, <laughs> back to the father, I'm a father, father first. We'll get to passion checks. It's totally just mentoring kids in the city of Atlanta that are hopeless, man. Like, and the way to answer part two of the question is how did I'm a father first grow? We started in the school systems. The principal at Best Academy, shout out Dr. Jones. We got to get him and the boys out here. Like, For sure. he's a leader. For sure. That's what it's all about, man. Bringing yeah. people together. Yeah. He's, he's a 28 year educator, been at Best Academy, all, all male black boys' school on the west side of Atlanta mm. in the middle of the regentrification. Mm. So, for those that don't understand, Atlanta is in a huge shift. People like Killer Mike and T.I. are large voices for us, but there's a lot of quiet money in Atlanta that is moving to real pieces. Mm. So we have to power each other up mm. because our five people together that may have $10 million worth of spending capital, mm. 
has to go up against somebody that has a hundred million, but that's another topic. <laughs> so I focus in so many areas, man, and I think that's how it blew up, though. So if a person has a young, a young man, um, yeah. let's just say at risk, yeah. for lack of a better which word. Which is all the babies, which is all the babies. What yeah. can they expect from I'm a father first? What are the things that you guys will help them do? Well, we, we won, we wrote a curriculum that's um, I'm so excited about. It's been adopted by Gene Childs Young Middle and Best Academy and Camp Creek Middle now. So Camp Creek okay. just picked it up. So you got you got diff- you got curriculums now that are in actual in schools, schools. yeah. Okay. Now, yeah. Those curriculums help do what? They're basically it's called the new norm, such as my book. It's called the new norm: a guide to success in urban communities. There it is. So basically, for me, the branding part is easy and fun because that's just wordplay. But the meaning of it, like we actually sat down, me and Dr. Jones and my partner did 10 tenets that we believe change your involvement in the community. You know what I'm saying? So it's like citizenship, explaining what that means, leadership, ownership. Sports innovation, which I believe you have to be a part of, whether it's e-gaming or, you know what I mean, it's robotics. the nature of it. Yes, you have to be a part of the trends that are going on and see how they're being implemented in our day-to-day life, in my opinion. I I feel like Jeff Bezos looked for the biggest problem he can fix. I feel like Elon Musk looked for the biggest thing that that afforded his imagination to go out of the water. And he said, I'm going to take you out of space. I'm going to give you all the first electric power car. So for me, I feel like we got to build the first ecosystem for our community. This is strong, man. And it's going to have all those products in it. The new norm. The new norm. And that's so funny. The Z, the desensitization. The desensitization. <laughs> and they tried to, that and they tried to get me to change that name so many times. Like, nah, Nothing away. else fit. The desensitization of the black family. Keith, this ain't this ain't no small time. I like it, man, because it looks like a workbook. It looks like it's some yeah, it's a workbook along with it. And, this, and is it not, this is not a small time. Yeah, and, and it's, and it's uh, for well kids. Yeah. It's for young men ages 12 through 22 because those are the numbers that God gave me. He said, if you can save me, because you got to get in there early. Our curriculum is from grades K through 12. But you got to get in there with a kid, right? Because what we're doing essentially is combating that prison, that uh, public school to prison pipeline Mm. that they've talked about for so many years. So it's like we always hear there's no handbook to being a parent. Why not start writing one? We selling everything else. Oh, good. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, so that's what I look a at. Guide. A guide. Everything may not fall the way the guide yeah. suggested, but at least you got At least you got some type of roadmap. Because, <laughs> boy, if you out here 100 years ago without no phone, yeah. you got to have some type of guide. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, technology is going to change things. Our resources are going to change what we are capable of thinking. Mm-hmm. But I just really believe that if we intentionally spend all this time that we do in consumerism and egotism and machoism and all these isms, if we really focus on how do we change us and say, man, I love my black brothers. I love my black sisters. I am not going to sleep. And this ain't just black people, but Mm -hmm. that's what I see in Atlanta. Mm. But I, but it's crazy because this ain't love. I go deal with my people in Denver, and they all Mexican. Like yeah, so it's just about loving people, yeah. man. Yeah. So yeah, I just think we got to really look at the pain that we've went through, and look at the future. It's so easy now. The, so where can they get the book? The book is on Amazon, um, the, Amazon.com. If the you new search, norm. yeah, if you search Keith A. Lewis Jr. or uh, the new norm, the desensitization. The desensitization, say it three times. Desensitization, man. So, guys, what that means to me is 
It doesn't mean you can't ride around listen to Future with your car and the kid in the car. Right. But balance this thing out. You like, got to balance it out, man. Don't have you no. got our Future all day long, please give him some Adele. Yeah, some. <laughs> give him some. Hey, look, it's funny. I was talking to a business partner yesterday, and they heard Adele's voice on a commercial in the background. Mm -hmm. And she said, that's Adele. She said, you can give me Adele music any day. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny you mentioned them. But the alignment that I'm looking for right now is just these organic minds, thoughts, mindsets, philosophies, and principles that make us bring about a new norm. Right. And what's so funny about timing and alignment, I got the trademark for the word new norm. And it went so big wow. because of the pandemic. But the new norm was about the things we see, like the brother who unfortunately killed himself and them, the people who listen to the rap music, the kids, people smoking around their kids, you know what I'm saying? Right, 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 Just right, right. these things, that was the new norm, but when the pandemic hit, that became the most widely spread, and I got my trademark approved, but then they sent back that they, uh, that they wouldn't accept it. Oh, wow. I hate to interrupt, I hate to interrupt, I hate to interrupt, but don't you want me to pay the bills? You want the show to stick around, right? This segment was sponsored by the Instincts Training Series. Now, what is that? You ever wonder why a duck does not have blood vessels in his feet? You ever wonder why a polar bear or a brown bear or a black bear take care of their young to the death like any mother would? You ever wonder why a cheetah has a really long tail? You ever wonder why a rhino has birds on his back? You ever wonder why a praying mantis has a thousand eyes? I could go on and on and on, but the Instincts Training Behavioral Series will show you how to reach your full potential as God's highest creation. That's right. You're the most intelligent form on the planet, but you're the weakest emotionally. I'll show you guys how to tap into your instincts and reach your full potential and be more productive personally and professionally. Visit brianinbeing.com. That's brianinbeing.com for a free keynote and tap into your instincts today. Now back to the episode. Okay. Let me ask you this. Why, why is... You said, you know, balance it out. You talked about um, smoking around your kids. And mm -hmm. why is destruction normalized in mm. our community? It's Man. just normalized. Like, why is everything cool bad? Yeah. We, yeah. we, 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 we give the gangster a, a movie. Yeah, a movie. You know, a, a, and whole, a, series. And a whole series. And we talk we about it on social media every day. Yeah, why, why, like, why do you think that is? Like, man, for me, when I tell you, when as a person that's a social entrepreneur that sits at home knowing that I'm one celebrity influencer or activation away right. from the brand being normalized. Right. And to see that all that energy only goes to the negative stuff. And we glamorize all the jewelry, the smoke of the weed. That's what I'm looking for. I'm like, man, what in the world is wrong with our people? So <laughs> I still don't have that answer. We ain't going to act like I got that answer. But what I will say is what I learned from us getting that funding from Senator, the white Republican, mm. and people's resentment because of who she was, even though they was at the same time asking for the uh, stimulus checks and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't get stimulus or income tax, so I really ain't savvy to that stuff, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But people around me, well, I can't wait to get my, my uh, stimulus check. We got to get that 1400 400 whatever numbers it was. So I'm like, we normalize 
basically begging and panhandling and being patient. That, that's a Republican view that someone else may get very pissed off about. Mm. But you're you're asking for this money that's coming out. I ain't saying you you, you are owed it or not owed it. That's not my conversation. Mm. But but you think like me. I can get up and make that fourteen hundred twenty times over mm. before I sit back at home with my hands like this. Wait, no. So it's just like. I think we got to change our perspective because we literally are saying the same things a lot of times, but it's just the messenger. So I think for me, I just work on consistency. When you say, what can someone expect with Father First? Always being there, whether it's a Sunday here fishing at the pond. Mm. My, my look ain't going to never get too big to be out here with these boys. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Because at the end of the day, I'm like a musician. I'm nothing without them. You nah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I just think back to your question, Brian. We have got to like really make it cool to be like this. Like people ask me, I like I intentionally talk to people like this. Mm -hmm. I want you to see mm -hmm. that my teeth are mm -hmm. well kept because I actually <laughs> spent money on them. Getting it together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 I yeah. have to floss and brush my teeth at night if I don't feel like it. Right. So I want you to understand the steps you must take. I was out to breakfast with a dude yesterday. He said, Did you smile like this before you got your teeth? I was like, Hell no. For what? <laughs> For what? Look at my I book cover. It. Ain't no smile it. here. <laughs> Ain't no smile here, guys. But today but he is live. <laughs> I need to redo the book cover. <laughs> but <laughs> we got to show kids that this is okay. This is okay to and be what healthy. Is, what is this? This is taking care of yourself. So great what, quality what of life. Like for me, Brian, the biggest thing I learned from that transition moving to Johns Creek, quality of life. For those who don't know, Johns Creek is up there with the big boys. It's up there with the big boys. I'm talking about all your meetings are excited to come see you. Mm. And all you got to mm. do is prepare some salmon and some, some asparagus. <laughs> and, man, you got you a soiree. <laughs> <laughs> so, for me, I just think that, that quality of life, you know, because our kids are raised in this environment. And now because I've seen so much on both sides, I look at everything from a person's teeth, their fingernails, mm -hmm. you know, if their tires are clean on their car. Right. Absolutely. You know, and these are things that we think it's only okay if you're a rapper or something. Right. That just shows you how much growth we have, which is great for us because that means there's opportunity to grow. Right. But, man, if we change it by doing this as much, I said, bro, if you're an Instagram influencer or a YouTuber, you got to go hard with that content. You know mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. to combat anything like that, you got to amplify your messaging to eventually drown that other stuff out. Right. Now that means you got to fight a, a capitalist system that promotes that. Right. Because it's it's easy. It's mass genocide. You know what I mean? Right. But for us, I think if we bring more, like I talked to you about Jay, Jay Morrison and all mm -hmm. these brothers that you have in your circle and I have in mine, but we intentionally plan, plot, mobilize, and organize like Killer Mike I always talk about. That's right. That's, That's right. what I feel is what's really, what's our opportunity right now, you know? Right. To make being cool this. Instead of that. Yeah. Right. Because I didn't want to want to put it on the polo sweater today, <laughs> but I knew I was coming to see it with my million dollar brother, so I had to put it together. Put my lapel, I had to make sure my lapel pin was on. Right. And you rocking it and you, and you, thank you. And I had to make sure I'm here because... You got to represent who, what you want to be around. Yeah. You got to yeah. make it comfortable for Brian to say, man, let me call Keith. He going to be long-winded and he might run around the store. <laughs> but that man passionate about what he's passionate about. Speaking of passion, <laughs> yeah. passion Let's differentiate. That was a good role hey, too, right? Hey, man, I'm learning, I'm learning. Speaking of passion, yes, sir. Uh, I'm a father first. Is the nonprofit? Is the nonprofit? Five hundred one C three. Five hundred one C three. Tax deductible. Tax deductible. <laughs> passion checks. Passion checks. What exactly is passion checks and who can win or take advantage of? 
Passion yeah. check. Man, it's it's so crazy because who can win in it is is a, a beautiful way to frame that question, right? Because all of my people that have supported it are people that traditionally make more money than me. <laughs> oh, okay. okay, that ain't, that ain't uh, a bad. Answer. That ain't a bad set yeah. circle, is it? Yeah. I mean, I've worked with superintendents, principals on this, and um, the, the the difference with my thing is I haven't really done this whole automated process yet. That's what we gotta get to. Yeah, because yeah. I've been doing it personal. Yeah. And and honestly, man, you know, energy is contagious. Absolutely. So. I think the passion checks, first thing, anybody who is looking for that mindset shift. I never understood that wordage, that verbiage. <laughs> I said wordage. Right. But that verbiage, when I used to come around to you guys' conferences and stuff, I didn't understand the importance of that. But the mindset is everything, as you have already known for years. But that's the biggest problem with our people in the inner city community, mm. the people that we're looking to help. But the passion checks is totally for those community leaders, those educators and those administrators that have been helping in so many ways. Because mm -hmm. when you work around in community, whether it's for meals, mental health, sports and recreation, public safety, transportation, whichever department you work in, you've seen a problem that you can fix. Mm -hmm. So with me, people used to come to me and say, how did you get a million dollars? But that's a dumb question. Now the flat. You gotta really get. You gotta really be crazy to think it works like no, that. No, you no, know, no, no, right? Because it's an overnight success that happens after years of a series of events. That's right. So for me, Passion Checks is a six-week coaching model. But man, I'm really looking at it being a family, bro. I see why some people just have y'all have the conferences and stuff. Right. We gotta build our conference out for next year. But you gotta you gotta remember, Keith. They don't know what it is. They don't know what, what is it, it is. That's probably Passion why Checks I only sell to people what? I do business with, right? <laughs> Because people I do business with, they like, oh, I know what you do. You might not be able to say it. No, a bunch of people don't know. Passion yeah. Checks, is it what, online course? Yeah, is it a seminar? Right is it now, a, what does it teach? Who can benefit? Yeah, well, the, the main points it teaches is how to build a team out. Because okay. I've learned how to hire virtual assistants. I've learned how to hire subcontractors and a few staff people when the budget is there. Okay. I've learned how to pick those people. So helping people vet those people out. Because I've definitely lost six figures trying to help the wrong contractors. Okay. You know, it helps you learn how to ask those questions so you can know what are their skill sets, where do they fit into your equation, if at all. Because when someone is selling something to you, they're going to fit in somewhere. So ultimately, is it helping an entrepreneur? Is a it social entrepreneur. entrepreneur a social someone entrepreneur. that's looking to change the community is a social entrepreneur. Okay, a social entrepreneur is helping them get in business. Set it up. Set it up and scale it. Yep, set it up and scale it. Okay. Build your team, not waste all these all these thousands of dollars, not have to listen to a million and one. Let me let my fifteen years of grind do some legwork for you. Okay, gotcha. So that's really passion checks and I mean who's been taking advantage of it? NFL athletes who like, man, I need a foundation. I got five million dollars I need to make sure it helps someone gotcha. instead of going to the government. Gotcha. Superintendents okay. who make three fifty a year and they like, look, I've run billion dollar budgets and all I need to do is know how I can get the people to trust me to help them even when I'm no longer in position as superintendent. So you basically can help a person who wants to set up a nonprofit, set up the nonprofit, create the bylaws, set up the board of directors. Strategize it, set up the calendar. some landmines. Sidestep some landmines, man, because there's I, I got burnt so much from grant writers. Not novice nonprofit people think grant writers is the way to go. Mm. But a grant writer to me is, is only good if they know how to find where the money is at. Mm. They have to know how to find it, which is sourcing. That's called sourcing. We teach sourcing as well. But then you have to know how to actually write 
for those dollars. Mm. So that's going to be another program on rollout. That's that's not going to be in passion checks because the writing for those dollars. When I speak of the sponsors, I speak of it so freely is because they love me mm. because I promote them. Mm. I make sure their dollars go to use because I see so many dollars that have to get sent back to the federal government because no one is out there running their mouth until they got to drink water all day to make sure what's needed to be done is connected to who needs to hear it mm. and a plan is put in place and people ain't doing like me and you they ain't moving from meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting because they passion ain't there right so there passion checks are just checks that are formed from your passion and you can't manufacture this brian <laughs> this, this thing here comes straight. <laughs> straight. You know what I mean? Natural. <laughs> hey, this from the right. heart and nothing but the father himself, right. the big father. Right. right. So yeah, nonprofit books, curriculums, community. Uh, what is it called? Policy stuff. Mm -hmm. I even know about. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm into lobbying now. Cause what it is is when you got a voice, people need someone that ain't afraid. Yeah. And you see, we've been great. We've refrained from saying a lot of stuff, guys, that <laughs> you got to talk to us about off All the line. camera. Right, right, right. Because, you know, but we've still given so many jewels that only, you know, it's a, it's a chapter in my book that says, if, for, the, for those that have an ear, let them hear. Hmm. And I got that from my pastor, Dom. Hmm. He said, if you have it, I think it's in the Bible, too. Don't quote me on that. I'm saying. Right, right. But if, if, if you have an ear, allow yourself. So for me, I know as we're wrapping up, the main thing I do for every day right now is I pray for God to give me discernment and vision and discretion mm. because I'm such an open book and it's cost me a lot, man. I wish I could quantify how much I've lost just by being an honest and transparent person because mm. I'm like, hey, this is what's going on. I don't think that should happen, but this is what you can do to circumvent this mm. and still benefit both. So that's everything that I do, man. We can talk about products, names, and brands, but just my being, my being is how can I see we all win together because mm. it has to be mutualism and, you know, just a fair exchange, man. Got it. Tired of the bully looking like they the winner. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> no more bullying. We're from the man who was kicked out of every level. <laughs> every level. Education. And not just expel. Yeah, K expel K and 12. Expelled kindergarten and in 10th, but suspended every year. Every <laughs> year. Been shot twice. Been incarcerated. Did a short stint. Incarcerated. Been divorced. Been divorced. <laughs> daughter was born. And to now have people, yeah. man, giving you six and seven figure checks. Man. Free automobiles. Man. That just shows you that what you're doing is your purpose. And, purpose. I, and I'm glad that you were able to come to, you know, the Instincts Podcast, man, and, and yeah. express that passion. Man, this is and great. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. It, man. I appreciate it. This no is like doubt, a therapy man. session, man. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt, man. We'll be back with another episode of the Instincts Podcast. We appreciate it. This is Keith Lewis. Yeah, Keith I A. Am Lewis. A father first.